Hey, it's Tuesday, December 24th. Thomas Miller on the Fun Astrology Podcast. And if you are celebrating a special holiday this week, I wish you the very best to you and your family. And if you are just cruising right on down the road, I wish you the very best as well. And we have a variety of all of the above going on this week, don't we? All right, so let's take a look at the energy that we have above us. We're really setting up for this annular solar eclipse that will happen actually on December 26th at 517 UTC time. So if you want to do your own calculations from wherever in the world you're listening, 517 December 26th, that's the maximum peak. All right, now it begins at 2.30 UTC time. For most people in the United States, that is somewhere around December 26th, 12.15 in the morning. So 12.15 a.m., December 26th, Eastern Time, 11.15 Central Time, 10.15 Mountain Time, and 9.15 Pacific Time. I don't want to, uh, you know, to minimize your ability to calculate times, but if you're thinking, hey, I'm, you know, in Los Angeles, and before I go to bed, I could check online and watch it, you might, uh, you know, be of mind to do that. Uh, Somebody in Washington, D.C. or Miami, Florida might be asleep. So I would say that today is kind of a staging day for this. However, we do have a couple of hard aspects that have popped in. One is from the moon, which today is going to be in a square with Neptune all day. That could blur some vision and it could tap down some intuition. Now, that's maybe the hard aspect side of the equation. If you look at the duality of the equation, you might look at that that could spark some really dreamy, intuitive, spiritual ideas. See, I like to look at both sides, and it's how you decide to apply it. Mm, You know, that's how it's going to work for you. Um, The traditional astrological interpretation would say uh, a little bit tense around those areas, and I say go to the other side of the equation and create what you want. We still, talking about creating what you want, still have that little square between Venus and Uranus. Has that affect your love life any? Has it affect you financially any? Uh, Also, Uranus is still in that trine with uh, the Sun and Jupiter. So, again, I've just been saying go to the universal ATM machine and make a little withdrawal. Ask for some money. Put your card in and say, I want a 50 (laughs) because you got the universe's energy supporting it. Okay, another one that has popped in as well is Mars is in a long square with the North Node. There's an astrological term that nobody uses, (laughs) a long square. It's a sesquisquare. It's 150 degrees. But it has basically the same uh, effect as uh, as a regular 90-degree square. Oh, I got an email from one of you all. There's a Texan saying, one of y'all, asking about what I was uh, kind of a clarification on what I was saying about compatible signs and how you look at the aspects. Now, this is this is Thomasology here, but here's the way I look at it. So basically, and I do not specialize in relationship astrology, but if you take so like the sun just moved into Capricorn. So if you take the trine and sextile aspects, that's 60 and 120 degree aspects, what houses 
are aspected to Capricorn uh, based on those two numbers, right? And this is why I like to look at the whole sign chart. That's the way the ancients viewed the chart, and it's much more symmetric. So when you look at Capricorn from a whole sign chart, you can very easily just count the signs and houses back. And Scorpio aspects Capricorn at 60 degrees by sign. So does Pisces going the other way, which the term is in zodiacal order. So those are the 60-degree sign relationships with Capricorn, okay? Count over two more, basically. So if we continue on in zodiacal order, then that's four signs away from uh, Capricorn. That would be Taurus on the one side. And then if we go in reverse zodiacal order, then that would we would go back one, two, three, four. That's Virgo. So just from a very high level, without any other factors involved, those are what you would say would be sign-aspected in an easier way with Capricorn. All right, now let's look at the hard aspects. Those would be the squares and the opposition. So the squares are 90 degrees, and of course the opposition is 180. So the squares, we count over three signs. So if we go backwards, we count Sagittarius, Scorpio, Libra. And if we go in zodiacal order, then we go Aquarius, Pisces, Aries. So Aries and Libra are square. And of course, on the other side of the chart from Capricorn is Cancer. Now, that's where the question came in, was was this person was saying that they'd always heard that the opposition in relationship was the most favorable. Okay, here's the Thomasology of this. I think you look at oppositions in two ways. First of all, the classical and traditional and proper way to interpret an opposition of 180 degrees is a hard aspect. Okay, so that's supposed to bring tension or as as oppositions are described, kind of a pushing away. So I like to think of magnets. And if you take two magnets that are of the same pole, you, you have a hard time pushing them together. Okay, that's the tension of the traditional interpretation of the opposition. But if you turn one of the magnets around, so now you're trying to attract the north side of one magnet to the south side of another, they snap right together. The other thing that I firmly believe, and I'm really digging down on this myself, and it is working, is the duality concept. So one of the seven hermetic laws of the universe is the law of polarity or the law of duality. So for, I mean, let's think about it just very simply. We can't have light unless there is dark. We can't have up unless there is down. We can't have hot, unless right? So you get the idea. All right. In astrology, one of the beautiful things about the chart is it gives you such a clear visual of the other side of the chart. And I really do think that a lot of our conflicts and challenges and dilemmas in life have clues and answers on the other side of the astrological chart that is represented by where that conflict is in our life. So, for example, if you're having a struggle with relationship, and let's say at the time or maybe in your chart that you're looking at Capricorn and all this activity in Capricorn transiting over your seventh house, and let's say that your seventh house is Capricorn, then you look over at the first house, which would be Cancer, 
And that's where you start to build the model of where some of those answers are to your dilemmas going on in the seventh house. Does that make sense? Look to the opposite. Now, if you want to just add a little fun and humor to this, I mean, this is the fun astrology podcast after all. (laughs) Go on YouTube and search up the video, Seinfeld, George Does the Opposite. It's about four minutes. Watch it. Just watch it on your phone. You will get a great chuckle about doing the opposite to have things work in your life. So if, if you're doing things in your life and they're not working out, Jerry tells George, uh, why don't you try doing the opposite and maybe things will work out exactly the way you want them to. But watch the little episode. It is classic. And I have used that for to tell so many people that aren't getting the results they want in their life. And that's the tool that I used when I started to turn my own life around was I started doing the opposite. Well, now that I'm looking at the astrology chart through the eyes and lens, I'm seeing that the opposite side of the chart holds great wisdom for each of us in our own lives. So yes, in a relationship, the answer of the opposite is yes and yes, or no and no. It can be hard, and the proper way to interpret an opposite aspect is hard, and yet it can be the very thing that you need in your life the most. And after all, what do they say? Opposites attract. Now, I've got to say, in my own relationship, Majana is one of those favorable aspects. I'm a Scorpio. She's a Capricorn. So we are, we are a sextile aspect, 60 degrees, and it works. So I don't know. Like I said, I'm not an expert in this, and that's my Thomasology approach. But I think you can look at the opposition in two ways for sure. All right? Have a great Christmas Eve if that's what you're celebrating. Third night of Hanukkah if that's what you're celebrating. Or just a good night out on the town with your friends and family or by yourself. Whatever you're doing tonight, have a good time doing it. And I'll be back in the morning early, early with the Christmas Day, December 25th, setup of the eclipse. We'll see you then. Ciao.